Good morning. I'm Earl Stewart. I welcome you to Earl Stewart on Cars, a live talk show all about how to buy, lease, maintain, or repair your car without being ripped off by a car dealer. With me in the studio is Nancy Stewart, my wife, co-host, and a strong consumer advocate, especially for our female listeners. We also have Rick Kearney, an expert on how to keep your car running right. I dare you to ask a question that Rick can't answer about the mechanics or electronics of your car. Also with us is my son, Stu Stewart, our LinkedIn side space through Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope. Stu is also the Spymaster Director of our Mystery Shopping Report. He dispatches our secret shopper weekly to an unsuspecting South Florida dealership. And now, on with the show. Good morning, everybody. Well, your auto how not to be ripped off by a car dealer team is in the studio, ready to go and uh, try to help you folks out there Um, make life a little bit easier for you when you're buying or leasing, maintaining or repairing a car. It's, um, there's, there's a trend in that direction. I was just showing my son, Stu, an article in the automotive news about a uh, chain of dealerships, eight dealerships, I think in the uh, Minnesota area, Apple group. I I hadn't heard of them and they have a, they have a new, uh, theme, um, don't get screwed. And that's uh, how to buy a car without getting screwed by a car dealer. Uh, that was uh, in the automotive news. I just learned about it. So uh, that's exciting to to think that maybe what we've been talking about for so many years here in South Florida uh, on the True Oldies Channel, and it's spread now uh, almost worldwide. But we're we're pretty much nationwide for sure, uh, leaking over a little bit sometimes into Canada and even Europe. Uh, but we're streaming, and you can reach us at uh, youtube.com forward slash Earl on Cars. You can reach us at facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Um, we're, uh, in the, you know, we, we call this a radio show, and we are a radio show. That's uh, We've been doing that for 20 years when really radio was just about all there was in this venue. Now we stream, so you can see us live and in color right here. You can call us. Uh, we started out with just a telephone. We still have that telephone in addition to our streaming and our texting. Um, and even something called a anonymous feedback website that you can go to and talk to us without revealing your identity. But the good old-fashioned phone number is still very important. It's, it's the, the, uh, the, uh, oh, the pulse of the show. It's You get a feel for people and their attitudes and their ideas and their suggestions. That number is 877-960-9960. If you call, we're going to try to keep our lines open. We have like five lines coming into the studio. And Nancy Stewart, my co-host, sitting just to my left here, uh, she watches this laptop, and uh, we're going to... See the call when it comes in. Jeremy in Square. the studio will uh, flash the number, the name, the caller, and we stop what we're doing. So we, we get the calls through pretty quickly. Every now and then we get backed up, but we try to prioritize phone calls. Again, that number, if you if you don't have something to say or comment or question, uh, criticism is acceptable as well. In fact, we encourage those. They're kind of fun to deal with. 877 877- 960-9960. Please write that number down if you're not driving and you have something to, to write with uh, at home or wherever. 
877-960-9960. And we'll get you your phone call very quickly. Text number 772-497-6530. Stu Stewart right across the table from me here in the studio. Uh, He keeps track of those texts. They come in, watch, looks at his iPhone, and when they come in, we, we get to them, but we sometimes we archive a few toward the end of the show, and we get to them. Um, a lot of people just don't, don't, you have something to say, but you don't want to dialogue, you don't want to be on live radio. So just text us at 772, I'm sorry, 772-497-6530, 772 772- Four nine seven six five three zero, and for you folks who value your privacy, it's, getting, it's becoming a bigger thing. Um, I'm a public figure. I look at myself as a public figure because I just give out everything on the air. I get my personal cell phone number, name, address, uh, telephone number. <laughs> I, I, I just uh, open for everybody to see. I, they say that's not a good idea, but I've been doing it for. 82 years, and it's so far so good, knock on wood. But uh, this anonymous feedback is really cool. Uh, it's uh, youranonymousfeedback.com. That's the URL. That's uh, the website. Uh, you just go to your, Y-O-U-R-A-N-O-N-Y-M-O-U-S, feedback, just the way it sounds, youranonymousfeedback.com. And you can comment, question, or whatever. There's a link there which... I wish they made it more prominent. And for you regular youranonymousfeedback.com commentators, listen to this. Uh, you, you have to check a little uh, link that says you want a response. Because if you don't check that, uh, we can't respond. So we get some anonymous feedbacks that are asking questions after the show, and uh, we can't answer anonymously. We can't answer through that link. So. Uh, oftentimes it's a comment, which is fine. And if we get it while we're on the air, we'll talk about it. And you'll, if you're listening, you'll get the answer. But uh, if you just are not sure and you don't want to listen to the radio show for two hours, uh, we're on uh, 8 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 to 10 Eastern Standard Time, uh, every Saturday. So uh, youranonymousfeedback.com. Check that link if you want a, a response via the Anonymous Feedback channel, and that's what we'll do. Well, uh, that wraps it up pretty well. I want to introduce Nancy Stewart, and she's sitting to my left. You regular uh, listeners and uh, followers, streamers, know her very well. She's a female advocate, and uh, we're so proud of her because she's she's built the female uh, follow, following of the show up to where it should be, about 50-50. And uh, as you know, uh, whether you're a man or a woman, women... Uh, has still got some problems today and in the world. Uh, fortunately, in America, things are a lot better, but if you're uh, from certain parts of other other uh, countries in the world, women are pretty well pushed around and discriminated against. Uh, we're trying to reach that full parity with uh, women callers to Earl Stewart on cars. And Nancy has a very special offer. If you haven't called the show before, She'll tell you about this special offer to call the show. All you, you don't even have to say it. You don't have to uh, ask a question or make a comment. Call the show if you haven't called the show before, because that way we build confidence for all the other ladies that are listening that are maybe a little bit timid about calling. 
And once you call the show, uh, if you're a first-time caller, she has a special offer, and Nancy's going to tell you about that right now. Good morning, everyone, and welcome. We do enjoy your company, for sure. Why? You make the show. We love your company. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. As Earl said, your anonymous feedback, wow, take advantage of it. Youranonymousfeedback.com. We have a whole lot to get to, but first I'll mention the lady callers and the first two new lady callers. You can win yourself $50 and give us a call and uh, let us know uh, how you feel about the show. Uh, Maybe your latest purchase or lease, service, anything at all. Call 877-960-9960. And uh, we are going to, well, talk about insurance rates, car insurance rates, and how they have gone up in Florida. We're going to share some ways that uh, you can save big. Uh, uh, It's just, it's out of control. 88%, higher in Florida. It's amazing. And of course, there's so many other states that have been affected. Uh, So uh, you want to stay with us for that information. We have a great mystery shopping report we're going to get to. And uh, written, of course, by Stu Stewart. And it's a great read. And uh, he did another excellent job on writing it up for us. That's a Volkswagen, uh, Volkswagen in Fort Pierce. They're called Shop of Sunrise Volkswagen Fort Pierce. And uh, Earl's latest uh, column, his blog, um, Get It in Writing, you definitely want to read this. It never hurts to get things in writing. Uh, We are going to uh, go to the phones, and we're going to talk to Mel. Good morning, Mel. Yeah, good morning, everybody. Thank you for having me. Welcome. Yeah, um, I have a mechanic question. Um, It'd probably be directed to Rick. Mm-hmm. On this one, uh, I have a, a 2010 RAV4 that I've had since uh, original. Uh, it has 170,000 miles. Of course, it's uh, you know coming up on 14 years old. Uh, you have the original struts in the front, and I noticed that when you look, <clears throat> kind of look look in between the where the where the, in top of the tire, you can see that the dust cap on both sides are ripped. Um, on, on both of them, on both of the fronts. Um, they work good. There's, there's nothing wrong with the ride. And I just wanted to find out what do you think I should do at this point? Ignore it. Uh, those, the, the rubber dust cap on there, yeah, it's, it's, it's there to try to keep things clean and help the strut survive longer. But at 14 years, uh, the cost that it would take to remove the strut, disassemble it, and put a new dust cap on there, it would be prohibitive. There's there's no reason to even worry about it. Might even create a problem. Yeah, 14 years. Yeah. I, I would simply leave it be. The struts are working great, and they're not leaking. I would just go with it. Right. Now, is that dust cap there? And it's not just cosmetic. I mean, wouldn't it be there because it's going to protect it from any dirt, grime, mud, water to get in there where it can potentially, you know, ruin those? Yeah, it's... it's, it's well, you got a you got a, a center shaft that's going through seals down into the strut, and over time 
dirt and grime will eventually get on that shaft and they'll start to wear it and the dirt will get on that seal and they'll start to wear out that seal. But at 14 years old, uh, it would cost you probably, let's see, I'm going to say about three to $400 a side hmm. just to have those, those dust caps replaced. And you're still going to have the old struts. What I would do is I would simply wait, and if the strut finally wears out, I mean, you're, you're really, you know, 170,000 miles, you're about halfway on the life of the vehicle. If those struts really wear out and they do start to leak and get some bounce to them, then I would consider doing it. And you'd be looking at about um, six to 700 per side just to put a whole new strut in there and have it all brand new again. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you go with Toyota, mm. I mean, you, there's, there's plenty of good aftermarkets available. Oh, yes. Today. You know what I mean? Well, we, uh, I mean, I, we actually, we, we have found these aftermarket assemblies where instead of taking it apart and replacing just the strut, you actually get the entire assembly. It's the spring, the strut mount, all the dust caps, everything's brand new. We simply take out the old unit, replace it as a unit, and it's actually less expensive in the long run than trying to replace those factory struts. Right. So basically, I mean, after 14 years, it, it may just kind of go. Uh, the reason why I'm asking is because I, I'm getting a brake job, you know, I'm pads and stuff in the front, and the mechanic said, well, I can do the struts, uh, you know, give you a package deal because, you know, he's in there already. So that's what I was saying, you know, so. Yeah, but he, he's going to sell you replacing the strut or replacing those dust seals, and you really don't need it at this point. I would say no. It's, it, it'd be kind of like saying, hey, uh, do you want to replace your tires? They're at 6.30 seconds, and 2.30 seconds is when they're worn out. Do you want to do it a little early? You know, at 6.30 seconds, you still got a lot of life left on those tires. Right. Okay, so the, so the mileage in the years doesn't matter. Those things can probably go for another 50000 I I have seen struts outlast the car, and I've seen others that die soon. But as long as they're, if they aren't broke, I wouldn't fix it. Right. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate it. And you guys have a great morning. My pleasure. Yeah, and save, uh, Mel, save uh, that con money for something congratulations better. Congratulations on taking good care. You obviously know how to take care of a car, and you probably have always done your owner's maintenance on that, recommended by the manufacturer. That's right. That's yeah, right. and this is what happens. You heard Rick say, he says, you know, you got another 170,000 miles to go on that car. So it's just if you buy a good car and you and you do what the manufacturer recommends as maintenance, no more, but no less. Uh, these cars last for a long, long time now. And you obviously knew that and you take a good care. I'm saying that for the benefit of our other listeners. Right. Yeah. Well, the, the funny, the newer ones, you know, they say you never have to change the uh, transmission fluid which you know i i don't know if i agree on that it doesn't even have a dipstick um so I, you know what i mean so you know they say well when you're never going to change the transmission that's that's kind of kind of crazy isn't it yeah <laughs> uh my 2013 tacoma 172,000 miles original transmission fluid yeah never changed it nope yeah haven't seen okay, a reason yeah. to and i i have towed with that truck I've pulled some pretty good weights with it, and it drives 
going just back and forth to work 50 to 60 miles a day. Well, that's that's uh, you, you, you sound like an old timer like me, and I know how you know it, it, it goes counterintuitive to us, but you know, it's it's true. They the technology today with uh with fluids and uh sealed cases and the the, the whole quality of the vehicles has made maintenance much less re- required. But it goes against our, uh, we have customers uh, at our dealership and we talk to people every day that change your oil every three or 4,000 miles. And you only have to change it every 10,000 miles or once a year. But uh, people that are used to ch- uh, taking care of their car like they take care of a baby somehow can't adjust. But it better to take a little bit too good care than not care enough because that's when it gets expensive. But you're you're, you're taking real good care of that Rav Four, and I just want to compliment you on that. Okay, well, thank you so much. Thank you, Mel. Thank you, Mel. Okay. Give us a call again. There's proof, you know, we're hanging on to our cars much longer uh, than we ever did. Uh, ladies, uh, did you know that uh, 62% of the uh, women out there are part of the uh, purchasing, you know? deal and uh, all the transactions and everything that comes with it Uh, but 62% 62% of women are purchasing vehicles that's from Edmonds Uh, give us a call toll free 877-960-9960 and ladies the first two new ladies can win themselves $50 this morning take advantage of that uh, we are going to go to Lance, uh, who is a regular caller from Tennessee. Good morning, Lance. <laughs> well, Earl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> I want to let you know that we've uh, placed a copy of your book in the local library. Oh, well, bless your heart. What, a, what an honor. I'm very flattered that you would do that. Now, around here, the road you're not going to get a lot of traffic on the road to the library. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it paved, Lance? No. Well, it is paved, but, uh, <laughs> but you're just not going to run into a lot of traffic <laughs> on the road oh, to the library. <laughs> but that being said, uh, Earl, I couldn't let the morning pass without a little tune for you. Oh, bless your heart. And... Uh, uh, I just want you to know that we all, uh, uh, you, you have a loyal, dedicated uh, listeners here. And they, we thank the world about every one of you all. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> well, Saturday morning is about to come and go. We're not going to miss Earl Stewart on the radio. <laughs> if they call him up, they'll treat you nice. It's an awful good way to break the ice. Oh. Listen in and learn what you can. Earl Stewart is a real good man. Wow. Yeah, Lance, hey. We're, we're going to go back on our podcast, hey. and I'm going to put together an album. <laughs> See, and we'll just the have the, the, the Tennessee Lance album, uh, and we'll maybe we can get together before. and market that. Hey, all profits go to Big Dog Ranch Rescue. That would be a great, in addition to the book, we could, we could have the album. Or we could raise funds to fix the road to the library. That's true. Or uh, do that first, uh, maybe. Before, before you do that, let, let me ask you this quickly. Uh, 
I, I, I read a, I read a kind of a discouraging item about Big Dog Ranch. Have you commented about that? Yeah, I, I'm glad you asked. I didn't I didn't bring it up before, but uh, our local paper, uh, Palm Beach Post, and this is uh, for you folks that haven't heard about this. Uh, we're big advocates and supporters of Big Dog Ranch Rescue. They're the largest no-kill shelter in really Florida. Might be the whole country. They 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 find homes for hundreds of dogs every every month, and uh, we uh, we have a dog of the week we promote. Uh, but anyways, it's just an amazing organization. Palm Beach Post came out and said that uh, that uh, Big Dog Ranch had. Uh, 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 talked to a puppy mill and insinuated that Big Dog Ranch was was uh, uh, affiliated with puppy mills. Now, you know, puppy mills are these places that raise puppies like they you know, like you raise corn, treat the, the, the dogs like a, a commodity, don't take care of them. Some of them die, some of them get sick. The idea, if you want a dog, and this is Big Dog Ranch's whole mission in life, if you want a dog, find a dog without a home. There's too many dogs out there that need adoption. You don't need to go to the store and buy a puppy. And these puppy mills are despicable, and many, most of them are, and the way they take uh, care of their dogs. So what Big Dog Ranch had done, it had gone to some of the illegal puppy mills and taken the puppies out of the puppy mills because they'd been closed down. The puppy mills were going to auction these uh, puppies off, and God knows how that would have worked out, uh, what, who they, they would have trusted these puppies to, and uh, how much they would have auctioned them off for, what really would have happened. It's, again, it's kind of like a, uh, just a very negative thing. So a big dog went in and, and bought these puppies out of these bankrupted puppy mills, and the only thing they paid, because uh, the puppy mill required it, was for the uh, what, what the puppy mill had spent on vaccinations and medical care. So it came out to an amount of fifty or sixty bucks a puppy, and and Big Dog Ranch took the puppies into their beautiful facility in Loxahatchee Groves, uh, Florida, huge, huge, beautiful facility, and are taking care of those puppies and making them healthy and finding good homes for them. So the Palm Beach Post interpreted that as some sort of a negative uh, thing that they'd done. And uh, uh, that's that's the true story. Uh, I, I wrote a, a, a letter to the editor of the Palm Beach Post, and I posted on their Facebook. But sometimes if you make too big a, a thing out of it, particularly when you're fighting a, a newspaper, uh, it ends up in spreading more negative publicity than had you remain quiet. So I remained relatively quiet. Uh, but, I'm, Lance, I'm glad you brought it up and gave me a chance to, to tell the story on the air. Well, listen, good morning again, and uh, take care. Have a good week. You too, it's my friend. Good to talk to you. Stay tuned for the Christmas album. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's right. Next month. There, there you go. <laughs> Thanks, Lance. We enjoy talking to you. You know, speaking of Big Dog Ranch, uh, and uh, it'll be soon, it'll be Veterans Day. Uh, you know, it's an amazing <coughs> program that they have out of Big Dog Ranch, and uh uh, it, it, uh, it, it's a great program for all of the uh, service uh, that the uh, veterans have done. And uh, it, they introduced the uh, veteran to a trained dog 
and it takes them about a year to do that and they match it with a veteran so uh, there's a whole lot to read about big dog ranch and uh, you can go to uh, bigdogranch.org i believe that's the big dog ranch org (laughs) there you go (laughs) bdrr.org there you go thanks guys uh we are going to go to jersey mike he too is a regular caller from west palm beach good morning folks nice to hear from you You got one of the best shows on the whole radio for sure Uh, i mean it's so informative I mean, you helped me out so much, you, you can't believe it. I'm going to tell you a couple of things. But anyway, let's go to Big Dog Ranch. I went out there, and I, I adopted a dog. If you're a veteran, which I am, I serve in Vietnam, you get, any veteran gets 50% off of anything that they uh, uh, adopt, whatever the fee mm-hmm. is. Moreover, when you get that dog, it is fully cared for. Its nails are clipped. It's groomed. It's the fleet, whatever it needs right. medically is taken care of. It's brought up to date on all its shots and vaccinations. You get a full uh, printout and record of what you need to do, when you need to do it in the future. It's a really great, great place. I gave, uh, and also veterans that are out there listening to the show, there's a veteran uh, uh, building in the rear, uh, manned by veterans, uh-huh. that actually will help veterans out secure uh, the ability to work through, and I actually accomplished this over a period of time, getting the dog to become a service dog. Once you have a service dog, that dog gets a free uh, a chair and an airplane, and he can go anywhere as long as it's not disruptive, and nobody can deny uh, uh, your entry with that dog anywhere. A restaurant, a uh, food mm-hmm. place, a uh, supermarket, wherever it may be, doctor's office, Nobody can deny you entry with right. that dog if it's a service dog. I don't know if people are aware of that, but it's a real big mm-hmm. uh, asset to have so that you can travel with your loved one, basically. That's great. Yeah, no, I see dogs more and more, and I think it's becoming just normal now. I don't think people are, uh, when they see, um, especially when they see the service dog um, harness and it indicates that it is, people, I think yep. it's pretty much well known. But there's something else you brought up, Mike, it's one was, um, when you're talking about the, everything that they do for the dogs, and we mention week after week because we sponsor these dogs and we do the, we'll pay mm-hmm. for the adoption fees. I think it's important to know it's 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 not buying a dog. You're you're just covering the cost of everything that you listed there: the vaccinations, the grooming, any other heartworms. Um, there's all sorts of things that go on. Not to mention all the care that went into um, just keeping the dog there. And there's another positive benefit on that too, and is uh, the big dog grants people say that a lot of these other shelters, and I'm not bad-mouthing any shelter, I do bad-mouth the puppy mills, and, and they're making them illegal now, but, but the other shelters, they do, they, they do a job, and they, the public shelters, they do a job. Uh, the problem is that there is no charge, and I say a problem, uh, too many people uh, adopt a dog on a motion. And, you know, they, they go out there just to look at the dogs and how just can you not fall in love with a puppy? So they fall in love with the dog, and then two weeks later they get tired of the dog, and next thing you know the dog's uh, out on the street somewhere. So uh, what Big Dog Ranch was, they, they not only do they investigate the foster parents or the adopting parents to be sure they're the kind of people they would want their dog to be with, but they also have a fee, uh, $250, 
is what they normally charge. That's their stew fee refers to stew referred to that we we pay on a, the dog of the week. And then they they have uh, uh, reduced charges, like you mentioned, uh, uh, Mike, about the uh, service dogs for veterans. But when you have to come out of pocket a few bucks, you're less likely to say, I want that dog and I'm going to take it home and change your mind. Yep. So it, serious adopters is what we're looking for. And I would also add that a lot of people don't realize this. I go to pet stores to buy an animal, mm-hmm. whether it be a cat or a, a dog. Those are the puppy mill suppliers. Yep. Mm-hmm. They get their dogs from places that are, uh, are known as puppy mills. So exactly. they're supporting people which they may not realize are not doing the right thing. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, very true, uh, Mike. Right. And also, right. you know, we didn't mention the fact that they're microchipped, and uh, yeah, you know, along, right. uh, along with the vaccinations. And uh, you know, what a great big dog ranch uh, a rescue, uh, a veterinarian, veterinarian uh, healing center that they have out there. So, uh, thanks for mentioning all that this morning. Yeah. We definitely appreciate. Your can call. I, can I ask a question? The two, yes, I, yeah, can I ask, uh, go to cars and just ask a couple of questions real quick? Okay. Yeah. Uh, first off, I know I should not be looking at a Cadillac dealership in South Florida, for that matter, anyone. I want to go up north. Can you recommend up north? Uh, and I don't know where I have to go. If I've got to go to Georgia, I so will. In order to get myself from a reasonable dealer, uh, uh, a, a, a used car, and I know how to deal with people. I'm a negotiator very well, okay? I've done it all through my life. I'm 77 years old. I just want to know, I'm going to stay away from South Florida because you've talked about that. Could you recommend uh, Northern Florida, uh, some dealerships that you're aware of when you do your dealer report, uh, Earl? Uh, uh, where I, I in general, I would say um, one of the better uh, reputed uh Public companies like AutoNation. AutoNation is the second largest retailer of cars in the okay. United States, and they pretty much cover all the brands. Okay. And, and one, one of the reasons, not to say you can't have a problem at an AutoNation store, we've mystery shopped AutoNation stores and had problems, but the nice thing about AutoNation is they're structured, they're public, uh, you can, they're, a, they're a publicly held company. So you, you can get all the information about that company, you can go uh, to the uh, upper level of supervision. You can take it up the ladder. If you have to talk to the general manager of an automation store, you can. I uh-huh. One of my blogs has to do with talk to, if you want to go, uh, if you have a problem, take it up the ladder to the highest supervisor you can find. And usually you have that. And because because you're a public company, you can't do outrageous things like Napleton. We've never. You know, Napleton seems no, to get away no, with. No, no. We've never seen anything crazy, like I, crazy I got or a bad story about Napleton. I don't want to go into that, but because yeah. one of the last questions I have, you're absolutely correct about Napleton. Yeah. Uh, last question I have is you told me at one time, I have a 95 Cadillac Coupe uh, Sedan DeVille, and it. Uh, I had three guys. They had they had the car and had to replace the steering column. They charged me nine hundred and fifty dollars to do that. It was done by an ASE mechanic in one of the uh, repair shops here in West Palm Beach. So I'm satisfied with that work. But before they did that, they had three people come in and they each spent a couple of hours attempting to reprogram. 
because it's got the chip in the key mm-hmm. that Cadillac had that uh, that year. It's not it's not like the uh, key bobs we have today. Right. And uh, they could not succeed at doing that. And you are the guys who advised me to contact if you got any kind of problem with an old Cadillac, get a hold of the Cadillac owners group, and there you shall find the fact that they they already been there, done that. And I found out about the VATS, V-A-T-S system, and I fixed it myself in about uh, half an hour. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> All right. Okay. Rick, Rick, yeah, is, I mean, is, Rick, Rick Mike, looks proud. Uh, I guess what I'm saying here is anybody has got a problem with an old Cadillac, or any Cadillac for that matter, go online, Google, or YTube, uh, rather, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Cadillac Owners Group, and you'll get an answer to your problem. Yeah. Absolutely. It's amazing. Yeah, Absolutely. YouTube is wonderful. Yeah. Thanks, Bob. Uh, Mike, it was just uh, great talking to you. <laughs> oh, we en- you we too, enjoy guys. your conversation. Thank you. Thank you. Give us a call again. Uh, ladies, uh, how do you feel about going in to get your car serviced? Uh, do you think that you're taken seriously? Uh, give us a call. Uh, I have $50 for the first two new lady callers, 877 960 60 and uh, we'll talk about uh, if you so choose to who gets the best service we're going to go to uh, Steve oh, ex- excuse me give us a call at 877-960-9960 uh, Roadrunner Steve is calling us this morning meet me good meep. morning good morning Steve. everybody good meep. morning uh, three quick thi- uh, three quick things did you ever hear did you see the commercial for fuel save pro company Fuel Save it's Pro. A, I've heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's supposed to save thirty five percent get thirty five percent more fuel mileage on your car. I've heard of it. I don't think I've seen the commercial. Rick's looking confused. Fuel save pro I see I no, there I was a commercial that. on T V and it's for and it's only for cars nineteen ninety five and up and uh you plug it into the O B D two uh connected air. Okay. I'm and, looking. Uh, I just looked it up. Yes. Okay, keep going. I'm. I'm yeah, it's something and, you plug uh, my into. My question the... is, what about if you put that in, like, a newer car, and your car is still under warranty, and it kind of messes it up? <laughs> what is <clears throat> yeah, Okay, I'm looking at it now. It is a, looks like a little device you plug into the data port um, down there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and supposedly it does all this wonderful stuff. Um, I don't know what it's doing. Uh-uh. Rick's, Rick's got to speak to this. Uh-uh. Okay. Rick says, no, don't stick the, it in your car. The, the next thing is, what happened to offlease.com? I've I seen they went bankrupt. They're now... Um, they did indeed. What's the, <laughs> well, that's an amazing question. They're, they're in liquidation. Uh, they, uh, uh, like a lot of businesses, it happens suddenly. Uh, I, I knew the owner, the original owner, and uh, Mark Fisher is his name. And he's, I tried to reach him the other day on the phone. I can't reach him. Um, he got out. He, he kept 30% of the company, sold 70% to a, a financial investment group. And uh, apparently they just, uh, you know, uh, uh, businesses uh, have to be careful. And they overexpanded, got caught in this bubble with the used car uh prices wholesale prices are uh, crumbling and uh, it was a difficulty to buy cars 
And they just, uh, it was a liquidity problem. But you got to have cash. And especially when it's hard to borrow money. And Offley's uh, only, they were selling a lot of cars, but they were losing money as fast as they sold the cars. So uh, one day they woke up and there was no cash in the bank. And that's the uh, end of the game. So the company that took over killed killed that um, killed that company. Uh, they were or, private. Uh, pri- it was a private investment company. Uh, uh, right. It wasn't a stock market type of uh, transaction. It wasn't a public company. And uh, but from what I understand from Mark, he got a lot of money. He and his wife. Actually, I, I, I'm talking about Mark and his wife and he uh, together founded this company, off lease only about. 20 years ago yes, and, and what a job cars. they did I, they, they, they were our uh, nemesis as a car dealer Toyota dealer, our used car department they were making us look silly and they were, see, here they go they've got a little uh, dirt lot in Lake Worth, Florida and just, uh, it, just it was they, 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 they were the Walmart of the car dealers uh, no frills, no expenses uh, you know, if you if you want to buy a car, come and buy a car and get out. And they they they, they weren't giving you an espresso bar. They weren't giving you a massage and nice music and fancy advertising. But they bought their cars cheap. They sold them cheap, and uh, they were selling a huge number of cars. So uh, they expanded. Um, Mark and his wife, Mark Fisher and his wife, expanded to two lots. They might have gone to three. And somebody, uh, a group of private investors, said, boy, he really knows what he's doing. So they, they, they bought him out for a lot of money, and then they realized that when they bought him out, they didn't have Mark to run the store anymore and his wife. So it, 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 take, it takes a lot of hard work and knowledge to make companies work, and when they lost Mark, they lost that. Yeah, and, private equity don't, don't make good car dealers. Hmm? Private so equity doesn't make good car dealers. What happened to all the cars that they had on their lot? Oh, they would have been liquidated. They they would have gone through the uh, the auction. The, when the court uh, uh, adjudicates a bankruptcy, they require that all the assets be sold at arm's length, so that the person going bankrupt can't pocket any money. So all those cars probably went through the various auctions around the area where their lots were located. And right. we probably have some of their cars in our lot right now. We probably bought some of them. We don't know where they came from. But, but uh, yeah, that's uh, it's all gone. It's They vaporized. I, I'm like you. I was, I was shocked at how quickly they just disappeared. Yeah, it was like one yeah. one Saturday. It was gone. Yeah, gone. yeah. Saturday, they they told their uh, employees uh, the the morning, the Saturday morning, that don't report to work tomorrow. That's yes. uh, pretty cold. Over f- uh, five hundred employees lost their jobs. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, terrible. Hey, hey Steve, back uh, Steve, back on that on the fuel save pro thing. I looked right. up. Um, there's a lot online that suggests it's a scam. Um, including yes. their reviews. There's a lot of stuff suggests they have a lot of, like they're paying for reviews. A lot of websites that purport to be articles um, are actually advertisements. And then on, on Reddit, there's a, a lot of discussion on it. One guy says he plugged this into his 2019 RAM and completely destroyed the ECU. It's going to cost him five to 6000 to replace. And then somebody commented, technically, that vehicle is using less fuel now, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The other thing I want to talk about was I seen on the news, on West Palm Beach news, 
they said there's five million uninsured drivers in Florida. Yeah. Wow. How is that possible to to get your license and your registration? They got insurance, and then their insurance went to $300,000 a year, and then they dropped it. <laughs> yeah, Lance, yeah. Uh, Lance here, here's my take on that. Uh, what Florida has is a lot of older people. I'm one of them. And uh, when older people uh, come up for license renewal, uh, it gets pretty uh, touchy. Uh, you, you, uh, Some people just really don't have, they shouldn't be driving, and, and they kind of know that, so they don't even go in to the driver's license. And they, you know the way the bureaucracy is and the government, they don't pick up on this. And, and if they can actually drive a car and not get a ticket and not get pulled over, they can keep driving. And that's very important to people. So they don't have insurance, they don't have a license, because you can't get insurance without a driver's license. And a lot of these people, this is probably one of Florida's biggest dirty little secrets is there are thousands and thousands of older people out there that have elected not to have their license renewed because they know they can't pass the the eye test or they can't pass the driving test or they can't pass the written test or maybe they can but they're afraid they won't so they would they say hey i've been driving for the past 20 years i've never been pulled over uh, very few people get stopped very people get tickets most people don't and so they say hey i've been doing fine for the past 10 15 years why should i go in and take an eye test flunk it and then they take my license away and now uh, if they cite me i'm in serious trouble i'll just tell them if they pull me over that oh i didn't realize rick has a point You've also got yeah, a lot of people out there that buy insurance by the month. Yeah, well, let's forget. So let's, that, let's complete this point first, yeah. and we'll talk about that. Yeah. So, the, uh, what, don't they get letters, Moldy? Like, I had a lapse in my insurance from New York, a two-month lapse, because I thought it was something else. I got a letter from Motor Vehicle. Hey, either you stop driving, turn in those plates on the car. Well, yeah, no, you can get those, uh, but the insurance company's not going to pull you over. I mean, uh, it's a it's a government. I I have uh, from uh, I, I have a uh, concierge, a doctor. I I go see, and I'm one of many many old people that uh, goes in there, and I see him in the waiting room, and as I say, I'm one of them, and. Uh, I said to my doctor, I said, you got a lot of uh, people here. Are, uh, are, are any of them having difficulty with their passing the test to get, he says, uh, off the record, he says, I have a lot of patients that, uh, that uh, uh, shouldn't be driving and they don't have a license, but they, do, they just don't do it. That's, that's a Florida thing, and that's just my theory. Now you asked the question about why there's so many uninsured people. That's why. One big reason. Okay, thank you, everybody, and have a good, safe weekend, and enjoy Thanksgiving. Talk oh, to you thank soon. You, we, we. We, hope, we hope we hear from you. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Ladies, give me a call. 877-960-9960. $50 for the first two new lady callers. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Roadrunner, he's talking about, uh, you know, what it costs uh, for everything uh, <coughs> as far as uh, a license, insurance. Uh, I, I'm going to say first that Earl and I love going into the waiting room when we go into the doctors because he refers to himself as an old man. We look so much younger. 
so much younger than everybody else. Uh, but <laughs> let me tell you, I, I mentioned earlier uh, that uh, your about your insurance rates and the fact that 88% hike in Florida, 50% New York, Florida, uh, Colorado, and I forget what the other state is. Uh, but uh, did you know uh, that by um, increasing your deductible, it really makes a whole lot of sense. Increasing your deductible uh, uh, from uh, 500 uh, to a thousand dollars can bring your annual premium down by 20 to 25 percent. Uh huh. Isn't that amazing? Mm -hmm. And also, um, as far as your uh, collision and comprehensive insurance is concerned, there you go again. You know, um, as a general rule, when the premium is more uh, to more than 10% of the car's value, it's time to consider dropping the collision and maybe, you know, the comprehensive. Uh, your thoughts, 877-960-9960. We're going to go to Marty in West Palm Beach. Good morning, Marty. Good morning. How are you today? We're doing well, thank <coughs> you. Nice to hear from uh -huh. you. Uh, last week, I, uh, I, I got this question for Rick. Uh, last week, I told you sometime when I turn the left turn, uh, turn signal on, the wipers go on. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that. this week, I got a note that came on the screen in the car, and it said reverse motor wiper, and it said a malfunction in the wiper system has been detected. Contact your Toyota dealer in order to have your vehicle inspected. My question is, if I bring it in and show that note to the service writer, are they going to tell me we still got to hunt around for it, or does that mean I just need a new wiper motor? I think at that point as a technician, if I saw that note, I, I would look spend a few minutes looking in the repair manual just, just to make sure that there's not something else that could cause that, but I'd be going right after that motor. Okay, and how much uh, does usually a wiper motor cost? Uh, it's going to depend on the vehicle, but it could be anywhere from three to seven hundred dollars for the part. And well, you're looking at probably, uh, I'm going to say two to two fifty for labor. Yeah, Mark. Uh, uh, let me just jump in here quickly. I, uh, one of the things that I was going to talk about on the show if we had time today was uh, the fact that AutoNation uh, has opened up an online parts uh, company basically for uh, 20 uh, OEM parts, original equipment manufacturer parts for over 20 manufacturers. Uh, uh, if you have an expensive part, wiper motor or whatever you consider expensive that you're faced with, uh, to keep the dealer, and in your case, uh, keep us uh, uh, honest uh, to keep the prices competitive. Uh, and you can also go to rock, you can go to rockauto.com. They sell OEM parts too. Amazon uh, sells OEM parts. So uh, don't 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 be taken advantage of by any dealer uh, on the part. Uh, it should be competitive uh, with with the market and. And if you go back 10 years, it there was, the only place you could buy an OEM part was from a dealer. Now we have AutoNation, we have Rock Auto, we have Amazon. Check, check the part that you need if it's an expensive part that you're concerned about. And then when you go to the dealership, in our case, uh, uh, you go to our dealership, 
you say, listen, I can get this on Amazon for X dollars. You want, you want to charge me 200 more. That's not fair. And you're right. And, and that dealer should either meet the price or beat the price, or you should go somewhere, or you should buy the, the part and bring it in and let him install it. And uh, if it's an OEM part, there's no reason why they shouldn't agree to that. Okay, now what I have found when the wiper starts going by itself, I turn the turning signal to the right, and it shuts off. So I guess I have a way to, uh, you know, not really bother with it, and it doesn't stay on all the time. You know, it maybe makes two, two wipes, and then it stops on its own. But it's just an annoying thing. <clears throat> but I hate to pay uh, seven or $800. <clears throat> Excuse me to fix it. You know, uh, that, that's all I'm bringing up. Yeah, right. And the other thing is with old people and insurance, this is the same thing that's going on. With, I mean, you're talking about car insurance. This is the same thing that's going on with homeowners insurance. Mm -hmm. People are just not taking it out and taking a chance. Yeah. And if the house blows down, it blows down. And, uh, you know, they said the homeowner's insurance is out of out of whack, and uh, the governor has not done anything in this state to do this to fix these insurance crises. Yeah, so get, get uh, some control over it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know when I used to have an address in New York State, I used that address in uh, New York State car insurance. Meanwhile, the insurance company wrote me a letter, said, we, we know you're living in Florida, <laughs> and we're dropping you. <laughs> and it just so happens at that time I didn't need New York State for my health insurance. So obviously I took out Florida insurance, but the, the car insurance here is crazy. It just, how, long, how long did you, uh, were you able to take advantage, you know, of that uh, New York? Uh, oh, I... I did it for about five years. Oh, did you? Until they figured it You're out. You're asking Mark In to confess on the air so they could go after That's him. That's interesting. Right. This is yeah. inter interstate crime. <laughs> <laughs> but that was my sister-in-law's house, you know, as an address. So I didn't have a fake address. It was just personally just not living there. Right. And uh, But the insurance company, uh, you know, it was ridiculous. I mean, in here... You're paying so much more for uninsured drivers and everything else. Now, what I'm going to do on my next renewal here, I'm going to do what Nancy said and see how much difference it is. Like, I've got $200 deductible. Raise it. I'm just, you know, change the deductibles, and uh, that's it. That sounds like a plan. Yeah. Hope you get 25% off. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, think she, I think that's a little too much. But, hey, if it, if it works out that way, then, hey, that's good. Yeah. I'm going to take Nancy's advice, and then if it doesn't work, I'm going to let her know. Just drive real carefully. That'd be great. We'd love to hear yeah. from you. You know, there's so many ways to save on, on your auto insurance and your house insurance. You can bundle that, and, um, you know, you can save yourself $300 a year. Another way uh, to save on your insurance would be to take a defensive uh, driving course, and you can save uh, I believe it's two hundred dollars a year. So there's yeah, well, a lot of the a lot of the big insurance companies don't do the houses here anymore. Yeah, yeah, they're you pulling know, out. So, so who you get as an insurer 
if you read a lot of their reviews, people say, well, they're wonderful as long as you don't have a claim. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, I forgot this, Marty. Um, are you uh, getting married re- you know, recently, going to plan soon. a marriage? Well, I only, I've only been married for 52 years. So okay, so so you're, you're, not, you're not contemplating a divorce then? No, not There's yet. There's ways I can tell you to Nancy, save. Nancy, what if they renew their vows? Did they get a discount? <laughs> yeah. I, do a I get question. a newlywed discount if we do it again? Yeah, just do it all over again. I'm just trying all to right. cover all the life events here. Okay, Marty, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. All good, right. Well, good luck good with your weekend. journey Thanks, on Marty. the insurance. Yeah, Talk to you no later. problem. Have a great day. We're going to go to Mike in uh, Ventura. Thank you so much, Mike. It's great to hear from you again. I hope you're still there. Hi, Mike. Hi, how are you? Good. It's okay. good to hear from you again. Thank you. Uh, good morning. Um, there is a law that not many police people know, but it's on the books. A few weeks ago, they celebrated white cane safety day and white cane safety day is a law where if you're crossing the street with a white cane or guide dog the cars have to stop and i've contacted the aventura police department and i told them about that they knew about it but the police are not following up on it law Mm -hmm. I wow. just looked this up too. It was signed. It's a uh, signed in the law from uh, Lyndon Johnson back in the '60s. Right, and also, um, a lot, did you know that a lot of the guide dog schools and a lot of the a lot of professionals that work with the blind are against the electric cars because they hardly make any noise, and nobody says anything about it. I think that there is a new federal regul. Is it federal, Rick? The no- we've talked about it a lot in the show. Um, I don't know if they all have it now, but there's a requirement to have the, these electric vehicles when they're when the motors aren't running to emit a sound. Well, some of the older ones would still be yeah. guilty. Well, my, my, yeah, I don't know if they have to be retrofitted or if it's just no. new sales. But fortunately, the new sales going forward, they all have to make a noise so they um, they can alert people because um, they're silent. You're absolutely right. I used to listen to you guys on 1470, but I understand they went Spanish. And But I have another question. I was wondering, since we turn the clocks back tomorrow, um, the cars that have clocks, do they go back automatically or what? Well, it's interesting. Sorry, Rick was about to speak. No, a lot of them don't. Isn't that stupid? Well, there, oh, here's the thing. There's multiple clocks often in, in your car now. You have it on your infotainment screen, like your, you know, but then there's the, the built into the car. And still, I think my 2023 has a uh, minute and yeah, an hour button. This, uh, Everything else does it automatically, yeah, yeah. but I think, I think I have to change my car. Rick, were yeah. you going to say the same yeah. thing, or am I wrong? <laughs> uh, it's... Wow. I'm going to say it's about a 60-40 split. 60% of them now have it in the entertainment center, and it uses GPS signaling, and it will automatically yeah. correct itself. But yeah. there are certain few, and uh-huh. the older ones, like my truck, my clock, I'll have to reset yeah. it. Yeah, you have to do. You have to go through the whole thing because it only go, goes forward. Yeah. <laughs> okay, hey, thanks a lot, and I enjoy your program. Thanks, thanks Mike. Mike. Thanks Appreciate for listening, it Mike. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, back to insurance, uh, this might uh, affect Stu. Uh, did you know that if you add your teen driver onto your insurance... <laughs> I know this. It's going to cost you 1000 to $2,000 yeah, more I've... a year. 
I had three teenagers. I got, I got three teenagers. Yeah. Well, let me say it. Hopefully, <laughs> Mike, is, hopefully and Mike more, uh, is still it, listening it, here because, well, before he uh, doesn't listen, there's something interesting. A lot of people that didn't know Mike. Mike is sight impaired. He lives down in Miami. Oh, yes. And uh, uh, he was one of the earlier callers to the show years and years yeah. ago. And uh, we, we, we decided what we would do. Uh, and we were pushing for autonomous cars because how important would that be to a sight-impaired person? And uh, and everybody was positive and extremely enthusiastic about this. And there were a few cars that were on the road that were autonomous, and we overestimated how fast that was going to happen. So we were going to have a car uh, go to Mike's address in Miami and pick it up, pick him up, and drive him to the studio, and then he would come up to. We would have him come up to the studio, and that would be kind of a cool thing to to celebrate. And we tried and tried and tried, and of course, what's happened is uh, through personal experience. Now, Nancy and I, with our Tesla, said, uh, "Ain't going to happen." Dot com. Not safe uh, yet. And Stu gave me a, a, a supplement to the bumper sticker we have on our Tesla. Tesla says, we say total self-driving uh, Tesla car. And below that is another bumper sticker yeah. said, we wouldn't have bought this if we'd known Elon Musk was crazy. And uh, But it's not quite that bad, but it's funny. So we keep the bumper sticker on. We uh, bought it before uh, we Mike, knew if you're still crazy. listening, I'm really sorry. I, 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 yeah. I thought we might be able to do that. And... Uh, uh, let's uh, let's let's be positive about that. Still might happen, yeah. and there's there's some quantum leaps being made in autonomous driving. A lot of negative publicity. Uh, we will be the first to admit the Tesla is not ready right now for prime time. But I'll bet you uh, uh, sooner than we expect. Now you, uh, it was a lot longer than we expected, and now it'll be sooner. We'll be able to maybe have a car pick you up and come up to the studio. Absolutely. I hope you're still listening. Yeah. Uh, you're always in our thoughts, Mike. Uh, we did, definitely didn't forget uh, forget about you. Uh, back to teen driving. Uh, ladies, the first two new female callers, you get yourself $50 this morning. Uh, do you have teenagers in the house? Uh, uh, did you? Um, I'm sure. I'm sure that you know that uh, your insurance rates uh, are, uh, you know, staggering, and uh, that uh, adding your teenagers to your in uh, your car insurance policy, it goes up by a thousand to two thousand dollars per year. Give me a call. We can chat about that too. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty. We are going to go to John, who has been patiently holding. Uh, from uh, Palm City. Good morning, John. Good morning to everyone. Um, I want to talk about engine oil because Napleton's name came up today, and in the past, Napleton was accused of cheap engine oil, cheap oil changes, aftermarket filters. I want to ask Rick a question. My car uses, how do you find out you're going to the owner's manual? It's very critical that you have the correct weight and the correct type of oil. My type call on the oil cap itself says SLSAE 5W30. Now, I know SAE is a Society of Automobile Engineers. What does the SL mean? That's the quality designation for the oil. Okay. What I want to say why it's so critical, and also it's not a bad idea that not only do you know a hand, but whoever does the oil change, that they specifically write down the type of oil that they use in your engine. And also, it's very critical 
that an oil change place, a deal, a new car dealer does it correct. Not all cars take like the old-fashioned five quarts plus one quart for the oil. Some of them take an odd amount of oil, so you want to make sure that it's filled right exactly to the capacity it should, and you can see that on a dipstick. So I just want to bring that up. We That's actually so have a we have charts that every single technician in our shop has and the parts department has that shows the year and model and engine and tells exactly how much oil that car is supposed to get obviously with the filter because we always change the filter and it shows the exact amount and it can be anywhere from 3.9 to 4.4, 7.1, I mean, it's all very odd amounts and those are put into the digital oil pumper gun to pump exactly that amount of oil. What, what happens if you have too much oil? Uh, you actually wind up with what's known as cavitation, where it will start to, to boil the uh, foam up the oil, and it will also cause that oil to be sucked up into the old PCV system and burned in the engine, and wow. you get tons of smoke. Wow. Uh, what happens is occasionally, we see this from just about any shop, they go in for an oil change, and the guy that's supposed to drain the oil forgets to, so they pump oil in, and now you have a double amount of oil in the car, and boy, they will smoke like crazy. And possibly damage the engine. It could possibly damage it, but usually they start smoking so much that the person gets in and gets it checked out very quickly, and yeah. it saves it. But that that's one of those mistakes that it's like, oh boy, it's scary, but it's at least less likely to cause damage to the engine as running with no oil. Yeah, no oil can damage your engine mm. in about four to five seconds. Instantly. It can cause irrever uh, expensive damage to the engine. Mm. Irreversible. Today's oils, though, are fantastic, and that's why the engines last as long as they do. The quality of the oil and the, the multi-weight is very important. Earl and I are from the school mm. where you use 20, 30, 40, even 50 straight oil in the old days. And if it burnt a lot of oil, you want as high as 50. But today it's a multi-viscosity, so it comes from 5 all the way up to like 40. So it's uh, better for the life of the engine. One fast thing, too, I want to mention. Uh, the best thing that ever happened to America was when the lead was taken out of gasoline in 1975. All cars then had catalytic converters, and there was such danger in the lead. It was unbelievable, and it went beyond polluting the air. I mean, I was told at the time, uh, Rick as a mechanic would say, the fastest way when your hands are greasy and dirty f from working on a car is just to wipe them and clean them up with gasoline. Well, in those days, I was told, never do that, because when it was lead into gasoline, it seeped into your skin, and it, uh, there was a lot of cancer of the blood, yep. basically, caused by the lead it was in the gasoline, but we people weren't aware of that. Auto so, mechanics get exposed to so much. But, John, you say you say 5W40 oil? 5W30, yeah, I have in mind. Guess, guess what the newest one out is? Uh, probably 0 0.40 or whatever. I don't know what Zero, the designation, right? 0W8. Wow, boy. We've been running 0W16 for several years now. But now the newest one coming out in the last year is 0W8. It's about the thickness of olive oil. 
That wow. shows the importance of using the proper oil. Very important yeah. when anybody gets an oil change. And it looks like the best place, again, as Rick pointed out, is the dealer. Because they have the charts and they know exactly what the car in the year is. And they know exactly the amount to put back in the car. Not so to mention very, that very, important, very critical. all of your maintenances are kept in computer records. If you go to a dealership throughout the nation, it's kept in, in electronic records easily accessible by any other dealership for that make and model. And they a dealer is going to stand behind their work a lot quicker, too, because they've got a lot more to lose. Well, thanks for your information. Hi, right, John, did, did you just, you said you said lead. You were talking about lead and gasoline a, a couple of months ago? Mm-hmm. No. Yes. Here, here. In 19, before 1975, yeah, yeah. all gasoline had lead added to it. Here, here's an interesting article that uh, Nancy, uh, I just got it from Nancy from the Wall Street Journal, uh, today's Wall Street Journal. And because uh, we get so many questions about what sort of fuel should we use, do I need eye test or regular, uh, blah, blah, blah. And this, of course, stems back to the original putting lead in the gas to raise the octane. Uh, uh, Mazda has come out with a new model. It's the uh, uh, Mazda 3 Hatchback Turbo Premium Plus. And you can put any kind of fuel sold uh, for cars in that uh, in, in this particular Mazda. Uh, you, don't, it, there's, uh, you don't have to worry. And it meets the California standards. Uh, so by, by having that, especially if you live in California, if you, by having that, that uh, particular model car that is designed to be able to accept any kind of fuel sold, uh, you're saving a ton of money. In California, you're saving $450 a year uh, at 15, if you drive 15,000 miles a year and 26 miles per gallon. Uh, you save $450. So that's a really cool breakthrough for a combustion engine. Now, we talk about electric vehicles and hybrids, but even the combustion engine cars now are making some breakthroughs, being able to uh, use just basic uh, cheap gas on uh, any pump you pull up to. You'll have a car that uh, that will get good good mileage and good performance and pass all the rules on emissions at the cheapest gas you can buy. That's good information, but uh, lead was very dangerous, not okay. only the air the pollution, the phone? but it was also very dangerous on the... All right, cattle, to I a mean, text uh, from uh, Emery. Uh, Emery says, good morning. Uh, a New York... Oh, John's still talking, I think. John, Is he? Uh, uh, thanks so much for calling us. We enjoy your company. Stay tuned for our mystery shop of Sunrise <laughs> with uh, Volkswagen Fort Pierce. Uh, we have um, about uh, three more calls to get to, and then Stu's going to go to uh, all of the texting, and Rick is going to cover the uh, YouTubes. Uh, sorry for the uh, Facebook uh, situation. It remains the same as it was last week. Uh, we're going to go to John in West Palm Beach. Good morning, John. Hey, good morning. Thanks I have a for your patience. Question. Oh, you're welcome. I have a curiosity question. Uh, saw Hello. a Toyota Crown. Saw a Toyota Crown for the first time yesterday, and my first thought was that it was electric. But Toyota doesn't make electric; they're all hybrids. Where's the? I didn't see any exhaust. Where's the exhaust on the the Crowns? Or, it's they're there. It's there. It's just hidden up under a little bit, but it's it's there. Yeah. I, didn't see it, it, it was a, well it's nice design 
I'm going to say it's a very clean design then because yeah. there's no exhaust pipes coming out the rear, it seemed like. Yeah, there. Oh. Uh, that's it's a beautiful car. The trick to spotting yeah. an EV is the grill. If there's no air intake in the grill, then it's uh, it's not a gas engine. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Did you drive Did a Crown? Pardon me? Did you drive one? No, 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 no. We were just going through the neighborhood, and I saw one. No, it's, oh, okay. it's, it's, it's gas. I don't drive gas engines anymore. Ah. I, I got my Tesla. Well, it, it, it is a hybrid, but I'll tell you, that, yeah. that Crown is a very nice vehicle. Yes. Um, See, if I buy a Crown, I'm getting like a 97, 98. From Japan, it's going to be right-hand drive, just like the uh, Excelsior. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, now you know who I am. <laughs> okay, yep, yep. Yeah, my son. Um, so anyways, the uh, and then my one last thing that I wanted to throw in there on insurance and teenagers. Yes. We had two teenagers. Our insurance didn't go up because they were on their learner's permit. After they're off the learner's permit, that's when you get hit with the extra fees. So as long as they're on the learner's permit, your insurance does go up because they have to drive with uh, an adult. Right. That's true. Once that learner's permit's gone, then it goes up. That's true. That's great information. The reasoning uh, is that, uh, you know, the teenagers are in more accidents, and uh, that's the reason. Uh, But uh, the the insurance companies are going to have any reason to raise the insurance rates. Um, no, when, when you're a kid, when you're uh, before you get your full uh, license, you get the, uh, the the learner's permit for a year, and then you have to drive with a, a, a 18 year old driver or older, or your parents usually. And, and th- during that case, it's not going to affect your insurance. Um, once you add them, you can't add them as a driver until they're 16, and you add them as a driver. Well, they're 16 because you keep them on the learner's permit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 16, 17. It's not the age; it has to do with the license part. So you can you can like uh, how, how long can some you kids keep wait. Them on? Oh, no, you can only be on it for a year. Oh, one year. Okay, that answers my question. Okay, John. All right, great. Thank you. Thanks for calling. 877-960-9960. Ladies, you still have time to give me a call. 877-960-9960. And uh, you can win yourself $50 this morning, the first two new lady callers. Uh, We are going to go to Brad, who has been patiently holding from Deerfield Beach. Good morning, Brad. Hi, good morning. Uh, <laughs> I was listening along, and uh, actually I called in to make a comment on the insurance, but, um, yeah, my buddy uh, has a 17-year-old son, and just like the previous caller said, I said, did he get his license yet? He didn't know. He's still on his permit. And I'm like, well, geez, when I was a kid, I couldn't wait to – I took driver's ed so I could get it six months earlier at 15 and a half. He says, oh, I'm happy he's not in a big hurry because as soon as he gets his license, my insurance mandates that he goes – on my insurance mm-hmm. so you're right he's gonna have to pony up the big money as soon as he gets his license it never worked but, for uh, the kid but if you were just it'd be cheaper to let the kid take uber and then uh, to pay the yeah. extra insurance premium yeah i should have decided <laughs> to give my girls a horse and buggy all three of them <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a whole lot a, cheaper for me <laughs> some sort of emancipated minor thing because the insurance is going to kill you but, um, yeah, I never had kids, so that's not my worry. Uh, when you're talking about the oil viscosity, um, when you hear multi-weights, it was my understanding, like say you hear 5W, 
20 or whatever, it, the five only comes into play when the temperature goes below zero. So in Florida, we don't have freezing temperatures, so it's not an issue. My, my Lexus uses OW20. Man, that's like water. And um, by the way, I, you know, I'm not – I'm going to mention it because you have your tech there, and he's going to tell me I'm not doing the right thing. But um, I don't put much mileage on my car as I'm retired. And, um, you know, they tell you, all right, 8,000 miles or um, annually, whatever comes first. But I'm only putting like 1,000, 2,000 miles on my car, and that OW20 synthetic is like $6 a quart. So I keep it in the garage. You know, it doesn't – we don't have big temperature fluctuations. You think that that's a very bad thing for me to extend it out to two, three years? I mean, I'm going to do it three, 4,000 miles, but it takes me three years to get there. You think that's pretty bad? What do you think? I, I we have, we see a lot of that in South Florida, uh, retired folks that just don't drive very much. Um, the biggest issues that you're going to run into is like the seals on the engine are going to start to dry out because they're not getting lubricated, they're not getting exercised. Uh, your battery, of course, is going to be the biggest situation. By not getting it cycling, it's going to wear out and die a lot quicker. Um, Rust is going to start to set in a little bit. And, of course, just that natural Florida humid air is going to get into everywhere. And so you're never going to get a chance to for that engine to get up to operating temperature and boil all that moisture out of the engine. Uh, my best advice on a case like that is, like, once every couple of weeks, get the car out and exercise it a little bit. Get on the highway and just give it a good 45 minutes to an hour drive to give it a chance to exercise and you'll you'll see a, a better lifespan out of the car for it yeah no i it, i do regularly run the car because but my my you know i used to commute down to fort lauderdale nightmare and it was 30 miles each way but now i'm going a mile to the grocery store and a mile back once a week i right. keep battery tenders on my batters but uh my concern was more like you know like you said the the moisture in the engine block i'm, I'm worried it because I don't change my oil annually. They say annually or 8,000 miles or whatever comes first. Right. And I'm only putting 1,000 miles on in one, two-mile trips. But um, I'm wondering, you know, all right. Yeah, I get it. the oil, oil change actually isn't old. the biggest concern there. It's, you're going to see other things start to wear out uh, before you'll ever have an issue with the engine because of that. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I run it regularly. But I have two cars. I have an 03 Mazda. And on that subject, you know, I had texted in last oh, week. Um, one more. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had texted in last week about the floor, um, Highway Safety Motor Vehicle Department has a, a program called uh, self-insurance. Mm-hmm. As long as you can show that you have uh, $40,000 of assets over your debt, they allow you to become what they call self-insured. And you mm-hmm. get a certificate in the thing. And what's good about that is I heard a couple of weeks ago you had a caller and he said, you know, my wife and I only come down, we're snowbirds, and is it worth keeping a car? And there's a lot of articles that uh, will explain, like, well, if you're only doing this many miles, then and you're really better off just Ubering. But let's say you want to have a car down here, and you, you're down here only two, three months, and you want a car, and you leave it in your condo parking lot, and you're gone for 10 months. If you – it enables you – what it enables you to do is um, – you, you get the certificate of self-insurance, you still can turn on insurance when you get down here. You can say, I want to insure the car. Sure. Or the two months we're down here. 
Yep. The difference is that um, if you don't do that self-insurance thing, once you can't drop your insurance, you have to turn your tags in or they'll suspend your license. So what it, what it enables you to do is turn the insurance on and off without um, having to flag you and say you're uninsured because you're self-insured. So it's a good alternative for people that excuse me, only come down a couple months that you don't have to turn your tags in or insure your car for the year while it sits in a parking garage, you know, something like that. Or as long also, as you're not leasing, that, uh, that works. Yeah. No, if you own the car outright you can and do this. Um, yeah. you don't do a lot of driving, it might fit your lifestyle instead of paying, you know, whatever yeah. they're, you know, three, I, four thousand a year. Yeah, I bet you're saving a lot of money. I've been a self-insured for 10 years. Wow. <laughs> it saves me a lot of money on two yeah. cars and two motorcycles. Mm. But I don't drive them much. Each one of them has super low mileage. I, mm. I mostly ride a bicycle everywhere, and then I use a car to occasionally go get groceries. Yeah. But it just, just throwing it out there, it might fit yeah. somebody's lifestyle, but it enables you not to have to um, turn your tags in if you want to shut off the insurance and go back to Canada, you know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Right. Very, smart. Very smart. You're you're a sharp guy, Brian. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for well, putting that information been, out here for our listeners. It, it, I got one more question. It's tongue in cheek. It's a little joke. Sure. But you know, because uh, I I love the show. And I keep trying to get my girlfriend to call in, and she's so shy. She listens, but she won't call in. So you know, my girlfriend. You know <laughs> Her name is Susie. Hi, Susie. She's a nurse in Boca. And I say, then again, what is a woman? Wait a minute. I feel like a woman today. Do I qualify for the $50? Because even our uh, Supreme Court justices can't explain what a woman is. If you're calling on behalf of your of your girlfriend, um, um, we'll discuss it. We'll, we'll send you five bucks, Brian. Five bucks. <laughs> okay. Sounds to me like you don't need five bucks. No, I don't This may be too personal, but uh, does your girlfriend spend uh, the weekend with you? Is she uh, there? Once in a while. Is she there? No, she's not here. No, no, she's not. She should call. She, she has her own house. She should call us. I'd love to hear from her. What's I'm her name? I'm going to donate I'm... five bucks to Big Dog in your name. All right. <laughs> What's her name, Brad? Hey, we're, we're, we are Susan. both. Her name is Susie. We're both big dog lovers. Uh, I've rescued the last three dogs I've had, and uh, she had a Roddy that just died, and she stole my Labrador, and I got a Golden. So oh. okay, we are big dog lovers. You guys are right with us. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for that very important information, and uh, give some important yeah. information to your girlfriend. Tell her to give us a call. <laughs> Have a wonderful we'll, we'll weekend. Get call. We'll get her to call you that, or we'll set her up where you call her and okay. catch her off guard. <laughs> Thank All you right. so much. Have a good day. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, I, uh, I I lost John, so we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to go. John, give us a call back. Uh, we may have time to talk to you. Hey, 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. We have the Mystery Shopping Report coming up. And uh, the Mystery Shop is from Sunrise. Yes, Sunrise, Volkswagen, Fort Pierce. And you'll be able to vote on that Mystery Shop at 772-497-6530. We're going to go to Stu, and then we're oh. going to go to Rick. Okay. All right, so Anne-Marie's first text. I'm sorry I did that earlier. My my headphones were turned down. I thought there was nobody was talking. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'll start reading the text. So uh, sorry about that. Um, 
Rick's laughing at me. <laughs> All right. Um, Blame it on him. Amory's text. Let's get back to business. Good morning. A New Orleans district attorney and his 78-year-old mother were carjacked at gunpoint recently. Fortunately, they're okay. Uh, the vehicle was later found abandoned. It was recovered because he managed to keep the key fob with him. At least one suspect has been arrested. That prompts the following questions. Uh, years ago, uh, people could buy a LoJack system in case their car was stolen. One, what has replaced it now? Apple AirTags? I'll go along lie an item. Um, well, actually, yeah, people can. You can use Apple AirTags for that. They're not perfect. Um, it has to be around people with iPhones. But, um, and LoJack is still available, but we usually make fun of it here because it's a, uh, usually part of a, a finance department package that's foisted upon you on an addendum or something like that. Um, but it is a legitimate pro uh, product. If you're interested in LoJack, I would recommend going online and looking up LoJack and yeah, buying but it directly. It's, it's so expensive compared. I, I don't to know. Uh, well, there, I looked up, and there are um, other GPS trackers. I think LoJack has changed over the years. It used to be some kind oh, of radio okay. thing. Okay. Now it's more modern. But but there's other ones that are very cheap. For as a matter of fact, one of the ones that were uh, was like highlighted in line more than anything was something called Bouncy. Um, it's about 30, 20 bucks to buy the unit, and it's $8 a month subscription. They all have subscriptions, but there's no setup fee. Amazon? Amazon. Buy a bouncy on Amazon. Just you know, the, thing, the thing about LoJack, that, that, you remember? Uh, we, we wanted to find out if a car had LoJack on it. Yeah, we couldn't. <laughs> Never and, mind. I rescind my, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. They, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't tell us whether that the car had LoJack. It was impossible <laughs> To find out, it was well. The, the joke was dealers selling LoJack and charging a whole lot of money right. for it when you could get a more economic, like bounty, uh, Stu suggested yeah. on Amazon uh, for much, much less money. Yeah, so, so this dealer was selling uh, LoJack, and I said, just kind of being funny, uh, I suppose they don't have LoJack. And they just tell them they have LoJack because right. they hide LoJack so you don't yeah, know where it is no on the car. That's part of the selling point. So everybody comes in, you got LoJack, you owe me $800. And so we tried to find out if they had LoJack. We call LoJack, and LoJack won't tell anybody, <laughs> including the owner of the car. Right. Okay. There's no way to know if it's true. So if, if, if you want to... If you want to take LoJack off your car, you can't because you'll never know where it is. Yeah, Rick, where, 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 where is it? <laughs> I'm not going to tell. Oh, you know where it is. Hey, I know where they installed about 98% of them. Uh, okay, but how did you find out? Trial and error. He was a car thief. <laughs> it, actually, it actually happened uh, several times with flood cars that as we're disassembling the interior of flood cars that we would find the little LoJack box, yeah. and it turns out that they they pretty much have almost a standardized place that they will hide them well, don't tell on them, just don't, about every car. Don't, don't tell I'm anybody. Not tell them. No, I'm not telling. You're devaluing right. the LoJack. Well, it does have tell to actually <laughs> okay, guys. wire into the car. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to have to go back to the phone real quick. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll get back to the other questions. Yeah, in a, in yeah. a and uh, thanks, Anne-Marie, uh, for the oh, uh, we got more from Anne -Marie, got yeah. great uh, text. Uh, we're going to go to Shelly. Uh, Shelly's a first-time caller, and here she is. She's calling from West Palm Beach. Good morning, Shelly. Good morning. Welcome. You just won yourself $50 this morning. If when we're finished with our conversation, you stay on the line, you can talk to a very important person, and that is Jeremy in the control room. Give him your contact information, and he'll pass it along to me, and I'll get that check out to you. 
fantastic. You're welcome. What can we do for you this morning, Shelley? I have a 2005 Lexus, and the timing belt has never been changed. At what point should I get that done? It's now about 190,000 miles. What what year Lexus is it? 2005. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, if it's got a timing belt, I would definitely get that done. And the water pump. because Well, yeah, the the water pump and the seals, uh, simply for the fact that if that belt breaks... Uh, 2005 would have been one of the V6 motors that has what's called zero clearance. So if it breaks, the pistons can hit the valves and cause damage to the engine. What should that cost, Herber? Uh, the whole job of replacing the timing belt as a package around eleven to $1,200 right now. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. If it damages the engine, eleven to 12000 Yeah, but it's a 2005 car, so yeah, that's a, uh, yeah. I on an 05 Lexus, I'd put 1100 in one right now. now. How many how many miles do you drive, Shelley? Very little. I do not drive for work. It kind of sits. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you need the car. You drive to work. Then uh, then I I, I I I my heart bleeds for the fact that you have to pay 1100 dollars. But Rick's right. Uh, you don't want to be caught on 95, uh, and that could happen. The, the engine could blow. And, uh, okay. You'll, you would have no warning of it. It would simply occur. Just yeah. kaboom. Yes. That's scary. Okay. One, one other mm. question and I, uh, about this. Uh, what, the timing belt, I understand. Uh, why do you have to do the water pump? I know that if you have to do the water pump, you have to go back in all the labor to take it out again. You're there where you can do it, but uh, if she... If she only want to do the timing belt and not the water pump. How much would that cost? It would probably cut the price by about thirty to forty percent. Uh, however, once the once they get in and inspect it, if there's signs that the water pump has been leaking, yeah, then it'd be definitely a good idea to do it. But it's worth taking a chance for. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Worst case chance the water pump is leaking. Uh, there'd be some evidence of it before it was catastrophic. Sometimes, yeah. uh, they, they'll start. We, we've seen water pumps. They'll start to leak from what's called the weep hole, and it, it'll leave a pink crust from the coolant. And once you see that, you know, okay, yeah, yeah. It, it needs to be done. So you can save but about you can save about five hundred dollars by forgetting about the water pump, and. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, I, that's what I do in your shoes. I wouldn't. I'd save the five hundred, do the timing belt, and they'll give you a big argument. Uh, and it's a good, it's a good, it's a valid argument because Rick, maybe Rick and I disagree about this, but uh, I would, uh, I, I'd take a chance on the water pump, but I would definitely get the the timing belt. And I'd save five hundred bucks. And if they do say, "Hey, we got in there and the water pump is leaking," yeah, pull out your Missouri attitude. Say, "Show me." Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and they should take you right back there and be able to say, "Here is the 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 dry crust trail of the residue from the coolant leaking," and they should be able to show you proof that it's been leaking. Yeah, and they will tell you it's leaking. So you want to? Odds are, you know, yeah. <laughs> you are, yeah. yeah. It might not be, but they really want to give you that new water pump bad. So uh, uh, that's a great suggestion by. Rick, say if and you say it, say it, tell them up front. Say I I I want to do the replace the timing belt. I I know you want me to do the water pump, and I understand why. But I don't want to do the water pump. 
if you do want me to do the water pump, you're going to have to take me back and show me where it's leaking. And that maybe okay. that primes them so they're not even going to try. Uh, if they do take you back and it's leaking, of course, you have it done. Okay. And, uh, Shelly, just as a sidebar, let me ask you this. Um, you've had the car uh, since 2005. Uh, do you find uh, that you uh, drive, uh, you, you know, a whole lot less than you did? Yes, because I changed my job. I used to drive a lot for my job, but now I, I hardly ever drive for my job. Okay, so you're driving probably under 10,000 miles Oh, most definitely, yeah. Yeah, you can really take advantage of uh, th that uh, change in your life uh, with your uh, automobile insurance. That's uh, quite a savings, uh, you, mm -hmm. you know, if you look into that. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I'm with, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to call the name of my insurance company, but uh, the, I've checked around and yeah. I, I'm yeah. getting a good rate. Yeah, it's a good idea. So. Most importantly, back to your... Uh, Lexus and the fact that you need to, you know, go into, uh, you know, service, uh, be real careful, uh, be real careful when you go in. Uh, they really try to sell you an awful lot, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. Yes. Have yourself a great yes. weekend. Stay on the line. Get yourself oh, that thank fifty dollars. Thanks for the great program. Oh, thank you. Spread the word. Yes, I will. You're helping to build the platform here for ladies. Okay. Thank you. Okay, we're going to go back to Stu. Oh, yeah, we'll uh, just... We're at 932 right now, so we're going to rush through this so we can get Stu uh, Rick in. Yeah, so Ann, uh, we're going back to Anne Marie's question. She was talking about uh, theft uh, deterrence, or actually theft recovery systems. Talked about LoJack a little bit. Uh, LoJack. She wanted to know, um, she heard that Teslas are the least stolen ve vehicles. Want to know what system um, does it uh, work? And it's called, um, is it Sentinel mode or something yeah. like that? Yeah, it's automatic yeah. built in. Uh, I can look at my, my test lab right. now. It gives the address of the studio where we are. So I know where my... Right. Yeah. I was going to add, a lot of um, the vehicles that are connected now um, have um, GPS and they're connected with, uh, with is it 5G now? They're up from the 4G, 5G technology, and they connect it with... Uh, the, the dealers, uh, for example, like I'm uh, simpler to what you have. I have an app tells me tells me where the car is. That's for the newer vehicles. Obviously, the old vehicles don't have that uh, built in. But um, brand new Toyotas, uh, you can you you can track them down. <laughs> um, let's see what what's the most effective way to track a stolen car before it's crashed? Use another um, uh, or used to get chopped up in a chop shop or shipped out to who knows where. Um, the best thing is, I think, that GPS tracker, because as long as you can get that information to the to law enforcement, you can tell, where, tell them where the car is in, is in real time. And uh, the last question for Anne-Marie was, in, in your opinion, what's the best way to keep your car from being stolen without risking your life or the lives of innocent bystanders? In other words, don't by not booby-trapping your car. <laughs> what do you think, well, Rick? Park think next to a nicer car. Well, yeah. somebody else is going to want uh, or, There you go. <laughs> all you have to do is put decals on your car saying that it's, it's like fake webcams yeah. uh, or security cams. Yeah. Unless it's a kid, unless it's a, you know, just a crazy a kid who wants right. to steal a car. But, but a pro. professionals always go the easy route. Right. And if, if, if they see a car that says, warning protected by GPS, uh, they're not going to argue or to try to find out if it really is. They just move right. over to the next car. Right. They're going to they're going to steal the car they think is unprotected. Yeah, exactly. 
So that's, that, that's, there's a whole bunch of stuff, but technology has kind of gotten to the point where it's pretty, uh, it's pretty cool. The other thing we talked about um, recently on the show was the club, um, which is a, just a physical thing that goes on a steering wheel. That's just a, another deterrent. Um, yes, they can be beaten, but it takes yeah. time. It's probably the best deterrent. You really. look in there. Well, it, it, yeah. It's great because it's, it's going to take time to beat. Even though it can be done quick, there, it's more time. There's a car next to it without it. Yeah. That's the one that gets it. Yeah. So It's cheap. Yeah. 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 It's not as cool as the GPS. No. <laughs> you can't go on your phone and, hey, there's my car. Yeah, um, yeah but you don't have to at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a question from Lee. He says, can you pl- provide some insight into the auto braking system in, a to- in Toyotas? He says, my 2020 Avalon ha- has, has that I learned that when a car suddenly stops in front of me, uh, well, it, I could not understand that. But anyway, the question is, um, what, hap- well, he, what he's saying is when the car stops suddenly in front of you, it's going to light up and say, brake, brake, brake. Yep. His question is, if he, do, if he does nothing, what's going to happen? The car will stop. It's going to slam on the brakes. It'll um, slam them on hard. Right. It's not going to feel comfortable. It's 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 uh, it's scarier than the red light flashing brake brake brake. Uh Because huh. <laughs> it's happened to me once. <laughs> but it doesn't cause any damage to your car or their car. Right. Um, and also the pedestrian stop. Same thing. If it's yep. uh, roll, you're rolling, a pedestrian walks in front of you or behind the car, and you don't see them, the car will stop. Um, it's really hard to hit something in these cars. Um, Lee said, I saw the red light warning light came on, and he, he thinks the brakes were applied, but he doesn't know if they would have brought the car to a stop, and it will bring it to a stop. Same with the laser, like the, the cruise control and the automatic driving stuff. When you're in those things, it will stop completely um, when traffic you know, stops in front you know, of you. The Tesla uh, new software download is if you have a really, really emergency stop, it, it hits your emergency brake and your regular brake. Oh, really? It just yeah. locks you down. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be in that car when that happens. No, I <laughs> <clears throat> okay, we have uh, we have time for one more. Uh, well, we do. We have about four minutes, and we we're going to try to squeeze in Rick. No, let's do it. Okay, um, Rick. I've got one good one here from uh, Negan. One, he says he's got his eye on a uh, 700 horsepower Ram TRX, which is like a one of those big race trucks. It was a buyback for having a loose bumper and paint defects with 16,000 miles. He says, Earl, what's your opinion on manufacturer buyback vehicles that have a premium warranty on them? Well, as long as you know the defect and why it was bought back, uh, it's buyer beware. I mean, uh, they're not going to put, no manufacturer that would like to remain in business is going to put a car on the market knowing that it is dangerous in any way. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that would be a, could be a good buy if the if the discount matches the severity of the reason they bought it back, uh, then I think it could be a great buy. Yeah. Especially if it's been corrected. Yeah, it's not going to be a safety hey. issue for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the only other one I see here is um, well, Donovan mentions he uh, went looking at Florida Fine Cars, which is down on Military Trail here. And he says yeah, we he was looking them. at a used car that um, <coughs> well, while Rick's choking, are we? This we... one choked me. Three thousand dollars in junk fees. Wow, we wow. shop them. I'm, I'm gonna see if I can choke anybody. Nice up. Too. We we uh, we shop them uh, 
probably ought to shop them again. I think we shopped them a couple times. Ooh, they are mm. currently, and I don't, I don't know the date in the shop, they're, they have a D, uh, so they're not yeah. recommended. They're on C- the... That's CDD for CD. Yeah, and CDD, that was the old, D, D, D. Uh, that's where Saturn started out in that dealership. Oh, yeah. that, that was the old Saturn dealership oh, I originally. That's, right. I that's why it was surprising when we first shopped them. I was like, "This is." Yeah. It, it seemed like to be a pretty, uh, like a impressive place, for, you know, for like a used yep. car lot. Okay, that explains that. Yeah, three thousand in junk fees, and just it, it kind of shook him a little bit there on that one. You know, Saturn. Oof. Just a little quick flashback here. Saturn was a better idea than. It would have been a better idea today than it was then. But General Motors had kind of an interesting concept. Uh, it was one price. Uh, it was sold directly by the manufacturer. So uh, the customer satisfaction was incredibly good. Yeah, the cars were pretty cool. The car wasn't that bad. Yeah. And it was like it was ahead of its time. But it goes to show you what if you try to do something too soon. How long was Saturn? Uh, f- a 30 long years time. ago? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They gave they gave all the Saturn franchises, even though they went through dealers to the same dealer. So if you were in a, like South Florida, I think Ed Morris had all the Saturns in this market, and uh, and then somebody else down in Miami had them, and uh, the price was a price. It was the window MSRP, and uh, the cars were good, and 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 they they were super uh, customer satisfaction wise. So it's uh, but they draw they... just a, a silly story on it. Uh, when Saturn was coming out, they had this uh, commercial on TV where a, a bunch of bikers were driving running along through the desert, and they come to this little bar hangout, and all these Saturns are parked out front, and the people are like, you know, these little ladies are getting out of their cars and like, oh, this must be the the hangout, and and they're all going inside to. to meet with their Saturn group <laughs> when the Saturn dealership opened they're on military trail they contacted the Harley owners group and I was <laughs> I was riding with them at the time and we went in and I was in there early because I went in plain clothes with all camera gear and video to set this up and when they had this whole group of people come in as their first new owners event all of a sudden they threw open the glass doors and we had like 30 Harleys come rolling right through the dealership cool. in the Saturn dealership oh, to fit with their commercial. Wow. Oh, it just scared the crap out of all your new owners. But. Oh, no. They cheered. They loved it. They thought that was fantastic. Oh, man. Okay. We have one minute to the uh, mystery shopper report. Uh, guys, what do you want to do? Earl? Okay. Let's read it. And, Go to Mystery Shopping Let's Report. Do it. We have the Mystery Shopping Report, as I mentioned earlier, and that is uh, the Mystery Shop of Sunrise Volkswagen. That's in Fort Pierce, and uh, you can vote on this Mystery Shop, and you're definitely going to want to 772-497-6530. Here we go. Let me mention Agent Lightning. You did a fabulous job. Thank you so much. Week in and week out. Earl? Okay, that's Fort Pierce, Florida. That's South Florida for you folks out of the area. And uh, it's about 60 miles, what is it, about 60 miles north of here? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're in North Palm Beach. Kind of set the scene for you. Um, speaking of the first person, is if I were Agent Lightning. I arrived mid-afternoon and was greeted by a salesman as I walked up the cars on the lot. 
OKF offer my help today? Yes, I agreed. Mentioned my interest in the new Atlas Cross Sport with tech. I wonder, what's that word, tech? It's, it's the height, it's the big tech package. It's got oh, all the tech stuff. package. Okay. Noting that they had several online, he led me to a red one, inquired, what do you think? I love red. You must have read my mind. I laughed. I'll be right back with the keys, he said. And after a brief pause, he turned back, extended his hand, introduced himself. Oh, by the way, my name is Abner. Not many Abners out there, are there? No, he was um, 104 years old. and uh, Little Abner. <laughs> I don't think anybody in the last couple of centuries has been named It was Abner. a red 2024 uh, Volkswagen Atlas Crossport SE. The Mernoli Abel was lying on the seat. That's what you get in Florida, folks. They put the, you know, they put them in the back seat or on the floor. They don't put them on the window. In fact, this on the window, they take them off. Then they put them on the floor. Maybe because it's so I don't hot know why and humid, they, do they that. just fall off. You know, yeah, it's just the, the humidity. They, they've been there long <laughs> enough. Yeah. Uh, I strained to see, uh, look at the Mernoli label on the floor, and I could see that the MSRP was. Uh, $44,876, MSRP, $44,876. There was not an addendum on the window or on the front seat. Abner returned shortly with the keys, and we embarked on a test drive. He was impressively uh, knowledgeable about the Atlas, demonstrating many features, uh, until I mentioned, I have an Atlas at home, and I love it. That promised him to showcase the upgraded features, on uh, the new features since the Atlas was released that I drove, and that impressed me. So uh, Abner uh, seems like he knows what he's doing. Back at the dealership, he queried, do you like the car? Want to see the pricing? Uh, yes, uh, definitely, I replied. As we walked inside, I was immediately drawn to an old Volkswagen bus converted into a fish tank. I have a picture of that. Uh, Clever idea. Uh, I, I want to pause and just say, because um, I knew this was going to be a point of interest to you, because a, a giant fish tank in a showroom, yeah. you can relate to that. Yeah, but should, all you can see is right. the <laughs> Now, I'm glad when I saw that, because when we first started talking about a fish tank, when we were getting proposals, and for folks who are listening, we got this big, cylindrical fish tank in, in our showroom, and it's really cool. It's huge. Um, but the, we had the people that did tank the show, um, proposed taking a Highlander, uh, one of our SUVs, and filling it up with fish, and uh, it was so much. We we said no mainly because the cost compared to a, a tank. That and we said no, but I'm glad we didn't because it's very hard to see the fish. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're not. It's not like a big circle yeah, tank. They don't want you to see the fish. They want you to see the Volkswagen. I guess. <clears throat> I guess. Um, he prefaced the next part of our conversation with a straightforward admission. Just to be upfront with you, we have a two thousand four hundred ninety five dollar market adjustment on all vehicles so uh well i guess that was a, the right thing to do well it's because they didn't have it on the addendum in the car didn't have so. it. that's right that's why i yeah they should have they didn't i couldn't hide my displeasure but conceded i'm not thrilled with that but i'm here so let's see what you can do abner asked if i'd visited before i don't believe so i answered and i mean that should <laughs> that was like a tip-off you know, right. I mean, she she's a, a professional mystery shopper, and she shops all the time. So he says, have you been in here before? I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> because if she were just a normal shopper, she, she would she remember. She might be. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Been so many, you can't remember. It's all blurred Very mild slip, and I shouldn't be teasing her because she's a great, great mystery shopper. Uh, 
Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, as he entered my information to the computer, he detailed the he detailed the uh, addendum included a paint and interior protection package. Uh, just so you know, so uh, standard operating procedure. Uh, they would be adding my, to my price. He said they charge less than their competition. Is, is this if that excuses it? I mean, they, uh, you know, they're, they're gouging you less. You know, uh, how about just not gouging? Uh, they'd be adding. Um, he then pointed to a laminated addendum from Gunther Volkswagen. I have to chuckle about that because we have laminated. Uh, Addendums from our competition on right. our showroom floor too. So it's to it's to show that that, that we don't have an addendum. Uh, <laughs> None that ours is. Ours is uh, we have a giant blown up addendum of a of one of our local uh, Toyota dealers that we show people when they come in. Uh, so they have Gunther Volkswagen. By the way, Gunther sold out. Did you know that? Mm-mm. Yeah. Just just uh, recently. Uh, re- fairly recently, sold out all of his Volkswagen stores. Uh. Um, I post this to show our customers what another dealership down south offers price-wise. It added 1000 This is Gunther. Uh, Gunther added $1,995 for Zylon, uh, $495 for Bumperdillo. <laughs> you got to love that name. Bumperdillo. And a I, I don't know what it is. I don't care. Can't say that uh, with a straight it, face. Yeah, bumper dillo. $995 market adjustment. This total $3,400. $85 in junk fees, more than what Abner said his dealership would be adding. After a 15-minute wait, he returned with the sheet and reviewed the figures. Top line was MSRP, $44,876. They added, here we go, $1,397 yeah, for the installed packages, the addendum. This is indicated to consist of appearance protection for $399, $399, etch, for two ninety nine and low jack, low jack for six ninety nine, and that goes back to the chuckling Stu and I had earlier about does it really have low jack? You'll never know, right? <laughs> Unless someone steals your car, right. that's the only way you find out. You, you find out because you never get your car back. <laughs> Next came, here we go, two thousand one hundred twelve dollars in fees, just fees, which were indicated to consist of. Dock stamps. Wrong. That's a lie. That's because wrong. if you're not financing the car, there's no dock stamps. And dock stamps are paid by the uh, f- financing institution anyway. Uh, $170 uh, e tag. Uh, oh, the dock stamps were on $70.80. Yeah. The e tag for $399.99. That's, that's obscene. Yeah, that's a lot. Because what does a, a paper tag cost? Uh, well, no, it's just a pen. Yeah, no, just for well, the actual paper. <laughs> it's about <Yeah>. a penny. <laughs> E-tag. No, the actual mach- the 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 printer mach- uh, the actual thing that prints it in in there. It's just a service, so it's a monthly service that that we pay to do it in yeah. the finance office. Well, okay, I was so it's an arbitrary. Was... Yeah, if you broke it up into a. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dealer doc fee. There's another junk fee. Thousand dollars. Nine ninety nine. And this is the only. Precise. This is the only reasonable one. <laughs> And a third-party third party agency fee, that's a, that's a stupid that's one. That's a private tag agency, but they only charge it. That's probably their cost. Yeah, <laughs> they should mark they, it up. To. They, they, they charge you $23 for the party agency fee that they're already charging you for, uh, for the e-tag, basically. 
right? Kind, kind of. They're separate. The uh, private yeah, agent's fee does like all the registration, yeah. and the e-tag does that temporary tag um, in, yeah. in the office. Yeah, yeah, just, just uh, a bunch of garbage. A little bit different yeah. than normal garbage, but it's all garbage. Junk trees. Yes. Um, my head is spinning. Yes. Yeah. And and it was a lot to take in. That is a lot to take it in. It is. Uh, I need to talk to my husband about this, I said, but uh, I doubt he'll agree with the add-on pricing, uh, indicating that I'd be in touch. He urged me to stay so the sales manager could greet me. After another five minutes, I tried to leave discreetly, <laughs> but the she sales manager saw out. me sneaking out and uh, enthusiastically, uh, but cluelessly suggesting, let me take your picture with your new car. I mean, that's desperate. That's right. That's a tone deaf. That's a trial close. <laughs> You're trying to run after right. your experience, but he wants to take come a on. picture You're of you with right your now, new car. You? Uh, I would have come up with something obscene at that point. I probably would have said something really nasty. But, I get, I, never mind, we're on the radio. Let me take a picture <laughs> with your new car. Let me take a picture. No, thank you. I'm good, I replied, but we spent a few more minutes talking as he annoyingly and persistently tried to convince me to make the purchase then and there. It was classic pressure. Nevertheless, I declined and left. So there you have it. There you have a <laughs> mystery shop of Sunrise Volkswagen did in you put the, uh, Florida. Jonathan, did you put the, the, the tank on and, the picture? Uh, we the need to vote on this. And uh, uh, reminding all of our voters that we have the curve. Yep. And that we have, if, if, if that's, first of all, it's stipulated all dealers are a little bit, uh, you know, Shady, okay? So if they're just shady, that's a C. Uh, if they're a little better than shady, that's a B. If they're a lot better than shady, that's an A. Uh, if they're worse, that, you know, in the, to an F. So uh, if, if, you, if they're really bad, we give them an F, then we take them, don't put them on the recommended list. Yeah. So that's the worst we could do. When you say F, we're just saying this guy is so bad, this dealership is so bad, that you'll be able to find a lot of other dealers that will give you a, a, the same year make model car and not give you the shabby treatment. So F's should be rare. Even if you get mad at the guy, uh, you remember the purpose of this mystery shopping report, other than entertainment, is to give you a place to go at Earl and Cars if you want to buy a Chevrolet or a Buick or whatever you decide, see if it's on the recommended list and then see what the grade is, and then maybe start with the higher grades. But if, if it's an F, you don't see the dealership at all. So that's the reason we spare, sparingly use Fs. Okay, you can text your vote at 772-497-6530. Mystery Shop of Sunrise Volkswagen, Fort Pierce. What do we have, guys? Got a couple. Jonathan, Palm Coast. Great report. This dealership deserves nothing less than an F or nothing more than an F, you should say. The Monroney sticker was not placed properly on the vehicle. No addendum label was uh, posted, but there were addendum junk fees, all designed to increase dealership profit. Grade on a curve if you like, but all, if all, dealerships, but all dealerships get the grade they earn, period. And that's an F from Jonathan. Bob uh, gives him an F for Sunrise, which should be Sundown VW. <laughs> sundown VW. Uh, that's all I got. Um, I'm not going to be that harsh. I, th I mean, it is a um, – they, they broke some rules there, and I'm going to go with a, uh, a D. I'm going to give them a D. Oh, we got one more coming in with a Z minus. I don't know who that is, but that's pretty clever. <laughs> Z minus. What's up, Rick? Okay, I've got Joseph Kelleher with an F, 
Negan won a big fat F. Uh, let's get back to the... Oh, boy. Got somebody coming in. They're scrolling off the screen here. <laughs> really? Let's see. We got JLady3377. I was just on V-Dub's website, and Bumper Dillo is a metal protection plate oh. that costs $108 from the manufacturer. Oh, my gosh. Thanks, JLady3377. Tim Gilliland says, with apologies to Bill Withers, ain't no sunshine in my life and no with the hidden market adjustment and bumper dillo, et cetera. D minus. <laughs> Tom Sickle says, D minus need to be very wealthy with VW in quotes that beautiful. Clever. To pay these junk fees. Brian Sedlatko, bumper dillo gets an A for creativity. <laughs> However, this dealership deserves an F. Okay. Mark Smith, I'm going to fail them. F. Johnny Z. Fraidley, thousands in junk fees. Guess they have to pay for the fish tank right. somehow. That's exactly what they're F for. minus. And Kevin Bryson, I give him a D on the curve. Okay. I'm glad someone agreed with me. Thanks, Kevin Bryson. Myself, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'll let him have the D on the curve. Okay. Straightforward D. All right. Miss Nancy. <laughs> I think you're just ornery because you've had like, your, your leg hurts. <laughs> there you go. I'll tell you what, guys. Monroney label, uh, uh, market adjustment, uh, shall I go on? We don't have enough time. <sighs> what Mike Maroney is doing, that senator, he's turning over in his grave. So with all of that said, uh, you know, I, I, I just got to... I just got to give him an F. Okay. I knew you would. Hmm? I knew you would. No, I'm not. Uh, I, I, it, it crossed my mind, too, to be honest with you, but I'm, I'm going to be in the D campaign. I'm going to say, I, I was even thinking about a D minus, but I'm just going to go with a straight D. I mean, uh, I, we, we don't think you should buy a car from uh, Sunrise. Well, Volkswagen in, in Fort Pierce. I, we don't think you should, but I, I think they deserve to be on the list. And uh, you'll probably find other Volkswagen dealers that have better grades, and that's where you ought to go. But I hate to, uh, they didn't do anything uh, uh, that uh, got me palpitations. I didn't have any palpitations about that. So we'll put the, we'll put them on there. Uh, we got a couple seconds here. Uh, I. Uh, this, this uh, every now and then I get a blog out that after I write it I say hey, that's that's not bad and this it, this one here is uh, a current blog it's at Earl on Cars uh, online you know Earl on Cars and it's called Get It in Writing uh, I, I probably could have come up with a better title but after I wrote it uh, it occurred to me that uh, not only is it something to save you. Uh, when you get taken advantage of by a disreputable dealer uh, or just a, a illegal type guy, uh, it also is a preventative measure because when you when when you go into uh, purchase a product, in this case a car, and they see that you're just not being totally verbal and you're t you're taking notes. In my case here, I'm recommending emails or text. Telephone conversations are fine, but only if you confirm in writing. So I'm saying 
trying to do everything online. This is what the blog says. Try to do everything online and then confirm your agreements in writing. I'll read the blog for the detail, but it's worth the read because uh, if you read it, it, you probably won't have uh, you probably won't have the need to enforce it, which would mean that's when enforce it if you have to get a lawyer. And we talked about this earlier, uh, and this is a uh, 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 encouragement that the uh, popularity of being honest might become a good thing. And as a dealership chain in Minnesota has eight stores, Apple Stores is the group name. Kind of cool, Apple. Good, good, good retail. Hopefully, his name's Apple. Yeah. And he's running. He's running the uh, campaign. Don't get screwed. And uh, uh, it's it's catchy. It's funny. It's, it makes you laugh. You like to watch things that make you laugh. And it sends a message out. You take if you buy the car from this dealer, Apple. He's saying he doesn't take advantage. We got to go. Yeah, we definitely do. Thanks uh, for to everyone who joined us this morning. Uh, we appreciate your company. You do make the show. Have a wonderful weekend. Stay tuned next week. We'll be right here. Same time, 8 a.m. Don't forget that daylight savings time. <laughs> Let's go.